When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why are razors so expensive? Maybe it's because those billion-dollar shaving companies overload their razors with ridiculous shave tech you don't need. Do you really need a razor with a vibrating handle? Kristen, do you need... Well, maybe we do, actually. <laughs> a razor with a vibrating handle? That would be kind of fun, but dangerous. Back scratcher and laser pointer? No. Stop paying out of the nose and make the switch to dollarshaveclub.com. Dollarshaveclub.com sends amazing quality razors and other cool bathroom stuff right to your door for a couple bucks a month. Dollar Shave Club Club.com doesn't waste their money on ridiculous shave tech gimmicks. That's one of the ways they can charge a fraction of what the big shave companies charge. And signing up couldn't be easier. Just go to dollarshaveclub.com and pick a razor plan. They have three to choose from. Then every month, like clockwork, you'll get a package in the mail with Dollar Shave Club blades. That's pretty cool. And they've got other great stuff like Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter and One Wipe Charlie's, the peppermint-infused butt wipes for men. (laughs) Say no to the big shave companies and the ridiculously overpriced shave tech. Join Ask Women and the hundreds of thousands of guys who've upgraded the smarter way to shave. Shave time, shave money. Join dollarshaveclub.com slash askwomen. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash askwomen. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women Podcast, uh-huh. a place where two comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your co-hosts, along with Marnie Kinris, the best-selling author and relationship expert. And this is going to come as a surprise to our listeners, but we're not here with Mo today. Oh. Um, we'll talk We'll talk about that in a second, but we're, we're here with Paul Palmieri. Pee-pee. Which is the most like American-Italian name ever. Ever. I know, seriously. But it's funny. It's like being na- named like Carl Carlson or something. <laughs> yeah, my name is tough. I did, however, meet a, uh, a Luke Lukerson the Luke other night. Luke no. And I was Most like, I got to be honest with you, that's worse than my name. I that's, don't think your name is bad. No, I like your name. It's catchy. But Luke you. Lukerson, yeah. you should just kill himself. Yeah, that's, no. that's right tough. now. 100%. I saw it and I was just like, oh, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> I identify, but that's real tough. Right. And then you were so much nicer to him. Maybe that's his thing. No, you know, I hazed him a little bit. <laughs> did you talk to him about it? Uh, very briefly. It was at work, so I couldn't really, I didn't really have time. To <laughs> Did you say what really, were your parents really thinking? Really bro down. No, I figured he got it. See, I got enough of that, so I'm right. just like, right. I know what you do and don't want to hear when you have a name that people are like, what is your name? Right. Did you say like, that to him? You're like, I get you. We, I mean, there was eye contact. There was a, there was a second too long of I eye contact. I think there would be bonding yeah. over this, definitely. Well, I told my boyfriend that my Mo wasn't going to be here and that you, I was just in conversation. And I said, well, this kid, his name's Paul. And that was the first time I ever said your name because uh-huh. I, you know, I see it on Facebook or whatever. But I said, Paul, Paul, Mary. And as I said, it, I was like, what did I just say? And then he's like, <laughs> his name's Paul, Paul, Mary. Um, he's like, that's amazing. And we're from um, like, I'm from a really small 
town, but it's all Italian, mm-hmm. and everyone's last name is Palmieri. The really? Mayor's, the mayor's name's Palmieri. Spelled the same way or with yeah. two eyes? No, spelled the same way. Wow. Maybe yeah. they're your family. Maybe well, they're I all Italian. You know, they're small town government. Total goombas. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So I feel right at home with you. Fantastic. Well, it's good to be here. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having Great me. To have the you the here. Mo replacement. Yeah. So yeah. Mo's gone, you guys. No. Don't be is... depressed. Please still continue to listen. I know that's the only reason you listen to the show is because of Mo. But right. yeah, he's gone. He has he has moved on to uh, brighter and greener pastures, and he wants to pursue his own stuff. This is a very dull green. Yes, a very dull green. A bald, no, no, but bald green. Bald green. <laughs> yeah, he was, um, he was bald. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And that's but, actually yeah. not fun, because I just, everything he says, I'm like, yeah, but you're bald, right. and you have hair. Yes. Everyone, yeah. he has hair, so I'm going to have to yeah. figure this out. So he, he's gone. Yeah. He is no longer with us. But I'm sure he's going to pop up somewhere. I'm sure you can find him on Twitter, because he's very active on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So don't, don't worry. He, he's not disappearing completely. Um, but yeah, we will not be having him on the show anymore. And uh, Paul might be here a little bit longer. Maybe not. We'll see how he does today. <laughs> He's like, well, I'll see if I like this. Right. Yeah, exactly. He's like, these girls well, are So far, crazy. I'm having a great time. Really? Yes. Good. Good. See how easily I'm we're... failing miserably then I know. because I want to fuck with you. Okay. I know. Seriously. <laughs> we want you to hate us. Right. So, so actually, Paul, we'll tell you about how this show works. This right. is your first time. Um, we provide advice to the amazing men of the world who mm-hmm. want advice on women, which okay. I think those are the t- best types of men. I don't know about the amazing part. Why do you... S- what do you mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love our listeners. Yeah, I freaking love our listeners. Like, okay, I had this um, one guy who's a client of mine right now um, who wrote into me today. And I was actually kind of sad because he was talking about, you know, his lack of confidence and he was just really down on himself. And I, I hated hearing that. And I'll say, listen, I've only had one session with you so far, but here's what I know about you based on the fact that you are working with me. Number one, you're a proactive, driven man who wants to better himself, which is Already super sexy. Relate. I know you're like, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but the, the thing is, is like, and I can go on and on and on about the guys who, and the girls who listen to this show, anybody who listens to this show because Yes, of course, we're freaking hilarious and awesome, but they also want information on how to improve their interpersonal relationships with the opposite sex or possibly the same sex. And I think that anybody who is out there looking to gain information so they can better themselves mm-hmm. is b- by far a, a superior person. They're so yeah, our audience, yeah. are, are, I think they are superior people and yeah. I'm proud of who they are. And, and I'm it's proud funny, I realize that I don't surround myself with superior people because I know no one who seeks out information. <laughs> like, I really don't. Like, like, everyone's I don't just, know anything. They're stagnant. They smell. <laughs> Really? They're going nowhere. But I'm, I'm referring to my family. No, I'm referring <laughs> to my family. <laughs> but yeah, Paul, I want, I want to hear about you because you're engaged. Am I right? Yes, yeah. Okay, so you're re- recently engaged or engaged? Uh, September. Okay, so recently September, engaged. Yes, recently engaged. Okay. And how married long? in October. Wow. Really? Yes. That's so nice. Yes, it was very nice. I wanted... You know, I, when I say I, I mean we. Uh, and by we, I mean she. Right. Uh, I wanted works. about a year engagement because I've seen long engagements and what happens in those. And, they don't get uh, married. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a disaster. Yeah. I um, love this. Like, it's like you have a little insecurity or like, if I don't nail this down now, I could, lo- I could <laughs> yeah. start losing my hair. Well, I'm never going to lose my hair. Let's just get one oh, thing. Look at that thick thing. <laughs> look at this. That thing. Is, that is, nice that is, he's the opposite of Mo. I was he's told, got too much hair. I was told recently that I have an aggressive hairline, and I didn't know, know what to say, so mm-hmm. I just said, thank you. Yeah, that That's is a compliment. A good kept, uh, you don't want a weak, you don't want a like diminutive hairline. That's Who not a compliment. Who said this to you? Your barber or like a girl? No, a fellow, uh, another comic was <laughs> just like, I just got to be honest with you. I was scared to talk to you because of your hair. <laughs> 
Really? Because <laughs> it's so aggressive? Apparently. Well, it does look like I could injure the finger if you touch it. It's uh, a little spiky. Yeah, well, you know, everyone's got their defense mechanisms. Mine <laughs> yeah. is just my hair. Well, so let me ask you about your fiance. How, mm-hmm. how long were you dating her? How did you know you wanted to marry her? We uh, were together for two years, but uh, we had been talking uh, a few months, for a few months before we uh, first ever even went on a date. We met uh, okay. completely randomly. And then uh, just Wait, randomly explain. She okay, so she's also a comedian. Uh, I was flying back from so two depressed people. Horrible. Correct. Um, <laughs> two depressed people that are very attractive. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, gives a reason funny. to live. <laughs> I was flying back from a wedding from one of my oldest friends uh, back in New Jersey, and uh, I uh, the only route I could get home from the airport was my friend. Casey, who was like, I can pick you up, but I'm hosting the show down in Costa Mesa. You'd have to come. And I was like, oh, whatever. What else am I doing? And uh, my fiance was on that show. And I had, so never, I had never met her before. I had never seen her before. And Kristen, you could probably identify And you're like, and this. we're already engaged? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. When you do comedy for, you know, a certain amount of time and you're doing, you know, you're kind of progressing along the same uh, a certain track, you think you know everyone kind of on the same track. Yeah, that's so what I So when you meet think. someone... Or see someone for the first time who's talented and funny. You're like, who's this? Where where were they hiding? Right. Um, so she was just on that show. And, uh, I mean, I, you know, her face got me right away. She right. Got, you know, bangs and stupid little smile. <laughs> and I was just like, I got to talk to this girl. And then she, in her uh, act, she talked about how she grew up in New Jersey. She went to Rutgers. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, boom, there's my in. And oh. I went up to her after the show. Rutgers. And I was like, hey, what's up? Uh, I just flew. Yeah, you're really funny. You know, I just flew back from... I'm Paul. I'm just. I just flew back from New Jersey, and she was like, "Thank you," and then like continued with her conversation. And I was like, like, "Good line, buddy." I was like, "Didn't you hear me? Like, my name's Paul. I'm from if New you Jersey." If you your last name, she would have paid right. attention. Probably. Uh, I was like, "You're really funny," and she was like, "Uh huh." Apparently, I was interrupting her, and then my fr- <laughs> yeah. my friend, who God bless her, was like, could sense what was going on. Was like, "Let's get you out of here." Let's, <laughs> She's a good wing girl. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, about like a week later, I ran into her randomly at a, a mutual friend's house, and I was like, "Oh, hello, hi, good to see you again." I'm from Jersey. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, "Hey." She's like, "I know by looking at you, <laughs> yeah. like, right? You don't have to say it again." And she was like, "Hey," and I could tell she didn't really remember, and I was like, "Paul." We met last week, and she was like, "Oh yeah, good to see you." And I was like, "Good to see you." What is she? Who is this girl? And then like, know who I am? Exactly. And then like a week later, same exact thing. Randomly, I was either going to or coming from the comedy store. She was doing the same thing, and I was like, "Hey, what's up?" And she was like, "Hey, tell me your name again." I forgot my name. Who are you? Uh, so a few things like that happened, and then finally, did you, did you talk to her more, or was it really just like I'm? No, each time I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, it basically, as as I could tell, and I know her now, and she just doesn't have like the the most uh, impressive memory. So right. like, I know that I know <laughs> now that she wasn't. Now? She remembers me now. Okay, good. Uh, so I know now that it wasn't anything personal, but it was like at the kind time was. I was like. Are you serious? Do you really not remember me? So that kind of became my end where I could just, I would just bust her chops on like, you know, every, you know, we would talk more and then I'd be like, by the way, I'm Paul. I don't know if you're, okay, you, do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So that, That's so then, cute. so then, then you started having real conversations. Yeah. And then I eventually got her number and then I just started texting her. She forgot her number though. Right. <laughs> Yeah. You looked in so his phone, when she, was, phone. did she find you attractive when she first saw you? Uh, she tells me that she did now. I mean, okay. she, she. I mean, now she tells me that she did, but at the time she was very standoffish and just kind oh, that's of what, like that's how you felt. She that's was. how I felt. You and know, did she think that she was flirting? 
Uh, maybe, I guess. She was like, you were cute, but I could tell you were into me. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this kid has a crush on me. Yeah, really? And she, thought, she also thought I was a kid. She also thought I was, like, in my mid-20s. Why? How old is and she? I'm not. She's um, 31 now. Oh, she was 29 you? at the time. I'm 32. Oh, so you're older than her. Correct. So you but she thought I was, face. yes, she thought I was much younger. And she was just like, I don't even want to deal with this kid, comedian. Really? Not even, like... And then once she found out, she she I remember she asked me. She goes, "How old are you, Palmer?" She used to call me by her last name. <laughs> I like that. I called her by her last name. Um, she said, "How old are you, Palmer?" And I was like, "I'm 30." And she was like, "Oh, you're 30?" And I was like, "Yeah." And it was like, so now I can talk almost to you. kind of like a switch. And she was like, "Oh, okay. So you've like interesting lived a little bit of a life, yeah." Because I know that now you have her, obviously, mm-hmm. so it worked out well. Yes. But looking back on those first few interactions, are there different things that you wish you had done to get her get her attention earlier? Absolutely not. Really? Absolutely. Not. It worked out. Okay. It worked out. Yeah. yeah it worked I guess out. you can't say that if if it worked out perfectly. Yeah. And I didn't do anything too stupid or I'm going to regret this later ish. But apparently all. it all happened very organically. Apparently she thought you were like a little puppy dog who was in love with her. I mean, yeah, I, I do have puppy dog eyes when I want that to have true. them. That is true. So I could see that. Thank you, Margie. What about other girls? So what was your dating life before? Cuz I want to find out engagement how you knew you wanted to marry her but okay. i want to go back to before this girl what's her name Can you uh, say her it? first name is amaya is maya amaya amaya which was another major thing it's i'm pretty. big on names. she's amaya amaya a-m-a-y-a I'm like this amaya so. uh, Kristen, amarni <laughs> so that's awesome okay so before amaya once i found out the name i was like oh boy i'm in i'm in trouble her name was like this girl you know I, I was. I've always been Ruth. into names. Yeah, if her name was Ruth. <laughs> if anyone's name is Ruth, it'd be like feet. nice to. We got to talk about your name. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's the, the, <laughs> the, the thing that you did do that was different after those first interactions was you did start teasing. And I think a lot of guys get afraid to to tease because they're afraid to either lose attraction, insult, whatever it right. is. That's their fear. But prior to Amaya, mm-hmm. um, how how were you with women? Were you successful? I would say I was successful. Yes, uh, I wasn't the the. I was successful in. Um, God, how do I say this without sounding terrible? You can sound terrible. Um, it's a podcast. You can say whatever you Jesus. want. Podcast after what? Mo, anything's I know. Seriously, like, really? be like, this guy's a meet, pussy. I gotta yeah. meet this guy. <laughs> yeah, if there's a bald guy <laughs> drinking in my bar alone later, I'm gonna be like, You Mo, by any chance, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, he kept telling us about all the girls that wanted to get it on with him. It oh, like, it was, well, in that it case, it was in a dream world for him. All right, so that's that's the bar, it's set pretty low. Uh, <laughs> no, I was successful. I never really had a, a, a problem uh, starting out. I was not very confident with women because I didn't, um. I didn't mature until I was about like 17 or like 16, 17. I didn't hit puberty till very late. So no. like I didn't o- always have the confidence that I have today, obviously, as a 16-year-old child. You know, I'm learning to for- forgive myself about that. <laughs> right. um, but I was successful. But I, I mean, as far as in relationships go, not I wasn't really bringing uh, a lot to the table. Uh, I never was a, a cheater. I was never, you know, a, a bad person my mom raised me correctly i have manners i hold doors i do totally different from mo (laughs) but uh looking back i was not uh i was more focused on your problems than mine and let's fix your problem because if we address your problems then we don't have to think about my problems right did you find yourself in the friend zone a lot with girls because i could see you being really nice big girls I don't time. want to say nice. But I could see you not asking for what you want with women. Uh, yeah, I mean, I always had a lot of girlfriends growing up, and then uh, friend zoned pretty hard in high school, and uh, then never again. Well, so once. tell me about the never again. 
I mean, I just never, I never really made that mistake. There was girls I was friends with, but it was never, it was always by my choice. It wasn't like, oh, I, I, I'm in love with you and I'll do anything to hang out with you, a.k.a. you know you have me, so right. you just can do whatever you want with me. Well, that's interesting. So when did you realize that that was what was happening when you were in the friend zone? Because a lot of too guys late. don't realize. Too, well, I realized what, once I was in the friend zone. Um, no, it was, yeah, it was high school, senior high school. Well, what about I, your that's 20s? That's early. 20s, uh, I mean, once I got to college, it was just kind of on a little bit, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Uh, Were you a player? Yeah, I mean, yes, but it only uh, because it was just entirely too easy where I went to school. Community college? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Community Wait, college what, down what, the street I want to find out why it was, wh- why this switch? Like, how did it go from, I'll do anything for you, uh-huh. to I understand my own self-worth, uh-huh. and I'm not going to do anything for you. Mostly alcohol. And you're going to do a lot for me. <laughs> Mostly drugs and alcohol. Really? Yes. Okay. It became way it, once college happened, and it just became. Uh, I figured out sort of how to play the game a little bit. It just came very naturally. Where did you go to college? I went to Bentley College in Waltham, uh, Massachusetts, which okay. is now Bentley University. So okay. I'm told. Yeah. Um, okay. Which so, was not. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Was it at all like? Um, I'm not trying to put you in a hole but was it at all a little bit of a jersey shore style experience your college years <laughs> no i mean yeah uh, okay <laughs> is there a fist i should have let the whole question get to my brain before uh, I <laughs> before yeah, you're like, yes um no. <laughs> like of, clubs and yes yes fist bumping and big time i mean that was just kind of the scene and... i i uh I, I rolled in yeah uh i feel like that's college yeah, yeah, I, I but feel like yeah, yeah. Is it more? I don't know. I don't yeah, know I mean, East Coast. I just I can kind of see that crowd gathering around. Yeah, and you. also it was a small. <laughs> it was a small school in Massachusetts, and I was right. from New Jersey, and no one really liked me because I was from New Jersey. Okay, so I was kind of like a little bit of an outcast. Yeah, but at the same time, I found that girls kind of liked that a little bit. Right. And it gotcha. just got into. I mean, when I say easy, it's not like I'm the you know. It's like you stand in the corner you with like can, a cigarette and a leather yeah, jacket. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just like, I remember my friend James being like, what are you doing, man? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he was like, you're a nice guy. Like, I don't want to see you turn into this kind of like who you're turning into. And I remember being like, like, like hearing or? his point and being like, but it's not that I'm setting out to do anything. There would just be parties in my room all the time. And sure enough, throughout the night, I'd be like, hey, what's up? And the girl would be like, hi. And then before you know it, right. that was who I was sleeping with that night. It was just kind of yeah. like well, that. It wasn't like, I want to understand go out this transition, and, you know? though. I really want to understand it. Like, Because th- these are the guys that are listening. They're like, how did you do that? Like, How did you mentally go from being okay with being walked all over by women and being a friend mm-hmm. when you wanted something else to... The like you're you're the girl for me tonight, and we're gonna have sex. Like where where is that transition? Where did the confidence come from? That in between it, I, was it really just like going to the school where people hated you? <laughs> I mean, kind of, and it was just yeah. You, know, uh, you know, I had uh, I had sex uh, at at orientation, so oh, I kind wow. of I oh, think went it. into like this with like okay, this is just what's gonna happen all the time now. I like this, uh, but I did have a girlfriend my freshman year. Um, who was just very cute and same type of thing, but I, I, you know, I pledged a fraternity, got into the fraternity, got all this attention out of nowhere. It's kind of like the, I, f- I took it as like the intro to fame. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, all these people know you, and you're just like, how the hell? I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who you are, but they know you're some guy who's also, <laughs> uh, you know. So it's just kind of like just you know became 
it just changed. I just okay. didn't want to be dating a girl and was just like, I, I'm not going to be a good boyfriend to you anymore. We need to stop. That's good. Uh, were you mean because to you her? were enjoying what you were doing, right? Like you I, I knew to. it was gonna. I knew I was gonna be bad for a little while. So yeah. I was like, I can't. Were you ever bad for a little while? Oh yeah, I was bad for a few years. Not to her. Not no, not with her. Okay. No, so I, during this I, time, I, you still always like were respectful. Oh, yeah, like you would course. say to her, like, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I need to have sex with many women. Before. <laughs> yes, multiples. Exactly, which is fantastic for. Amaya, but because th- now you have uh, tons of experiences under your belt. <laughs> is it fantastic? Literally under your belt. Yeah. I'm sure she loves it. <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> no, but that's good. Okay, so you got the, you got this confidence boost from from a magical bean, mm-hmm. obviously. Yes. Um, from orientation. Magical sex. bean. That's called what they ecstasy. call it. Yes. yes. There you go. <laughs> no, but that's good. So then, so then called you went penis. through. You you had fun in college, mm-hmm. and then then did you get into relationship mode, or what was then, your big life after? Yes, I got into. Uh, I got my heartbroken very badly uh a girl who during my kind of really bad period uh i um really bad period meaning just like you'd have sex not, with lots of women i've had sex with lots of women it was just partying all the time um would you ever be one, jerked i love to how those some guys would call that my good period i know exactly no but I, I respect that i like paul yeah. i like pp um <laughs> so like when you were going through that period mm-hmm. were you a jerk to girls or were you just honest I would say I was more honest. I was never, I mean, I never, being a jerk and being, I was never the guy who was like, get out of it, get out of my room, I'm done with you. I'd be, I would be like, God, what are you doing, man? Right. Like, I can't even believe I, I associate with someone who does, like, I can't, yeah. I never, I, like, I never identify with the behavior that was like, you know, uh, you know guys just, just in, you know, uh, He'll be little women. Like, yeah, belittle. That's the word I'm. That's what for. kept me prude for like my entire youth because I had a lot of guy friends who would do that, and I'd be like, I'm not going to be one of these girls. I'm you, never going to be one of these these. these yeah, girls that I never you talk identified about. with like that alpha. Like this is just what we're doing to women type thing. I didn't. Yeah. You know, I I was I just didn't get it ever. Um, so I had my heart broken pretty badly by a girl who was. I had no idea had feelings for me, but was always, always hanging out and was like, just awesome. Very cool. Very, you know, always, uh, you know, when I, whatever I did anything like pass out too early, she always put me to bed, <laughs> you know, and our relationship kind of developed between the two of us, but I was still like, I'm, I can't be, I'm not going to be good to you. Like I can't. And she wanted a relationship and I just didn't. And then the school year ended, this was sophomore between junior year, uh, somewhere between sophomore and junior year, excuse me. And uh, as the summer went on, I was like, we were talking every day, and I was like, oh my, I think I'm like, for this, I can't believe this. And then little did I know that she had started a relationship with a guy from her hometown. Right. So when we got back, junior, the first night of junior year, I remember going over to her room, and I was like, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her, you know, I'm in love with her and everything. And then <laughs> I got there. And there was like all these dudes from her hometown, which like I had met through, you know, whatever, the, the year partying and everything. And then the end of the night came and I had said to her, I was like, are we going to hang out more this year? Like just me and you? And she was like, yeah. But I could sense something was up. Like, yeah, but and then everyone, me. Yeah. And then everyone at the party left except for this dude. It was just me, her and this dude. And I was just like, oh, no. Hey, <laughs> you don't go to school here. What are you still? Oh, I'm going <laughs> to muscle flex off. That yeah. Moment. I was like, oh, I'm going to go punch a trash can. Um, and by trash can, I mean this girl. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Um, He's nice. No, I know. So yeah, that that happened, and then that was a lot of things changed between sophomore and junior year. People get like way serious. It was very, it was yeah. a very, very big change. So things kind of calmed down on the 
random sex front. There's a lot less partying and a lot less of that. So then I got it's serious into serious in junior year. I oh, guess. it's very serious. Everyone gets their haircuts and they're, they serious? declare their major. I went to Canadian like, university, so I, I don't know. Oh, really? I don't know what it's like over here. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Canada. Canada. Oh, Canada. Got you. It's north Canada. of you. Canada. It's a lesser education. <laughs> what? <laughs> Better education. How dare you? Exactly. Um, so it just got more serious, and then uh, I got a girl who was a disaster uh, yeah. my second half of junior year into the rest of my senior year. And that was from basically from That's the time a good learning I got experience. the yeah basically from the time I got my heart broken I did like I feel like everyone has the same dating experiences is they get their heart broken they date the wrong girl they date the right girl they date the wrong girl that they think is the right girl yeah and then they find the actual, a few yeah. get closer you know as they as they begin to land in right girl territory <laughs> and then they eventually land in right girl and territory. that's right yeah. I love that your heartbreak just was like her liking another guy my heartbreak story is way <laughs> worse that resulted in me having a stroke like that that's my heartbreak story like all in the same it was a year. body break story yeah it was it was it was horrible oh, no. like we had dated we were madly in love I became obsessed with him when I anyway it's a long story I'll t- talk about it another time but yeah I had like a, a year and a half of just craziness of playing mind games with myself oh. and I had to sit beside him every day in business school class because we had assigned seating and Ooh. we were together when we first started the semester mm. so I would go in one day and I'd just be like I'm gonna be really friendly today then the next day I'd be like I'm, I'm ignoring him <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like I would just play all these games with myself right. and he would probably look at me thinking you are the most insane person in the world and I thought in my head I'm winning him back like it was just anyway that's my heartbreak story so your heartbreak story sounds a lot nicer well it's not the only time I am heartbroken my heartbreak really? story was oh, just the Titanic when Leonardo DiCaprio died. When he sang, <laughs> I cried during that part. I'm not ashamed. Of My heart has not broke more since, and it hasn't healed. It's pathetic. No, that's that's not, a, I mean, that was a great hard. shot when he was just sinking down to the uh, darkness and the, the handsome the man. I want to ask one more question now about uh, the boots. Now the, I hear it. Okay, oh, no. damn sorry. it, I've been busted. <laughs> um, wait till I say sorry ten times in a row. Um, yeah, oh, it's horrible. My husband said it's going away though. He's like, oh, you sounded so American when you said sorry. I was like, oh, uh, oh fancy. Um, <laughs> rules on the wrong person. Exactly. Um, so what? What was it about this girl that? said to you this is the right girl my fiance yeah and i i'm going to propose to her you know it wasn't just one thing it was a a culmination of um little things like old age (laughs) i knew she (laughs) was gonna i knew she was gonna age well yeah (laughs) first and foremost um no it was just you know it was a few it was i mean the timing i mean timing has to be right for anything to happen. I mean, I, 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 it's not like that I was looking for something at all. Uh, and it's not like she was at all. It's just we happen to run into each other at this period, you know, in our lives where it was like, I like you, I like you. Let's hang out a little bit. Um, we could hang out together. Um, we could make each other laugh. There wasn't, I've never in, you know, two plus years gone to bed angry. Neither has she. There's never a, an argument that goes into the next day. That's great. There's never, Holy there's ne- shit. It's, yeah, I know. I believe, I can't believe I'm You're not saying gonna I cannot relate, You're not gonna relate to this. I'm not, I, I, I couldn't either because I know one way to do things. I know I disagree with you. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I know that. And I know, the world. And I know, oh, fuck me. Fuck you. Right. I'm leaving and I'm never talking to you ever again. Right. Instead, it was like, hey, I'm feeling, I don't really know how I feel about this. And I'll be like, oh, do you want to talk about it? And I was like, oh, I don't really know what else to talk about. 
I said my thing, <laughs> and it was really? just kind of. There's okay. a lot of discussion. So you have similar temperaments. It sounds like uh, I'm way more. Sh- I have way shorter of a fuse than her. I think that's a normal thing. <laughs> um, but she doesn't hold that against me. That's never that's held great. over my head. She just understands that's me, and she loves me for it. And I she, love that. That's yeah, a good it's, partnership. It's, it's crazy. It's like my life. I'm saying to everyone, like my life is super real, and it's like it's very real at this it's moment. Nice. Well, I, you're making me want to vomit. <laughs> I know. You're like this is not the good That was my goal. This is the replacement like, we were looking for. We right. wanted you to be much douchier and have a horrible relationship. I look way douchier than I am. Yeah. No. Thank no, you. you look sweet. <laughs> Thanks. No, you, you look. You do look sweet. sweet. But like a bad boy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. With like an edge. I just want to say one more thing before we go to the break. I actually had a topic for the man's playbook, but I think we we covered a lot of things in this conversation. Yeah. But I I was out for dinner with my girlfriends on um, Saturday night. And it was funny because one of them is single. And one of them is going to be on the show as well. She's like gorgeous. She's an actress. Um, But she's single. And then, you know, the other girls were in relationships. And it was just interesting listening to her talk about what she's looking for versus Mm -hmm. what all of us have settled for and no, i'm just joking um no what, what all of us how how we now see mm-hmm. the, the definition of a relationship and so she had this list of things that she needed in a partner and each of us sort of took a moment to not educate her because that's mm-hmm. not what we were trying to do but to inform her on that sounds lovely but that's actually not how me and my partner are right. like that and then each person would kind of say the same thing of, of like i love this person so much that I got over that thing that I needed and worked past that. Anyway, this is too much to go into. We can have a whole topic about this one day. But I like what you were saying. Like, in terms of partners, there are certain things that are essential. Like, the fact that you can actually fight fairly. You Mm -hmm. may not fight fairly in the very beginning. But if you can learn to fight fairly, then, then that is a great potential partner for you for oh, your yeah. future. Because you're looking for a partnership. That's what marriage is. You're looking for a long-term partnership of, yeah. of somebody to go through shit with. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all the <laughs> you know other wonderful stuff too that you know would be wonderful to be involved in your relationship. Um, but in terms of partnership, the fact that you you do know how to fight with each other fairly, that's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing. All right. So after the break, we have who do we have on the show? We have Brandy Roderick, who is used to be a Playboy playmate. When did she um, used to be a Playboy Playmate? Um, 2000. Okay. 14. She, now I she's, bet you she's a hot woman now. Yes. She's a woman. Uh, she actually used to be in Starsky, or she was in Starsky and Hutch. And she the was, original? Uh, um, no. 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 Oh, that was, that she was, would have been like a child child. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the Nanny Diaries. She's been in a lot of stuff. She's an actress, too. Just Shoot Me, Fear Factor, Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, wow. I totally know who she is then. You do know who she is? Well, I don't know who she is, but she like if she's on all of these things, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I just want to say one thing. So Justine, who we had on the show, I'm not sure if she talked about it, but she did a whole Beverly Hills 90210 tour of Los Angeles. She just went out by herself and went out to all of <laughs> That's the embarrassing. houses. But she took, she went there. People live in these houses where they live, right. and they were getting so pissed off at her. It was horrible. Um, but she took a ton of pictures of like Dylan McKay's house, oh, that's of so funny. Walsh's house. She had a blast. I believe that's it. funny. Yeah, I'd go to the Home Alone house. That's the only. Well, that and the Christmas Story house because uh, oh, I meant to Christmas. That's good. All right, we'll, we'll be back after the break. We're gonna have analyze this and Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Mm-hmm. 
The worst thing in the world with women is forgetting Valentine's Day. Honestly, it's like she'll chop off your penis if you forget Valentine's Day. It's the worst thing in the entire world. Throw flowers. It's quick. It's easy. And delivery on Valentine's Day is guaranteed. You can't beat the price or the convenience. Best value. You get it done early. Choose a delivery date and check it off your list. Sign up right now so that you don't have to think about Valentine's Day in the future. Even if you already have Valentine's Day plans, you still need flowers delivered. It's a must. Pro flowers are guaranteed to last seven days or your money back. It's a no-brainer. I actually send flowers through Pro Flowers to my mother-in-law for her birthday. I know it's not Valentine's Day, but she loved them. They were beautiful. They were on time. They lasted for a very long time, and she was very happy, and I think she likes me even more now. Here's the only way to get this amazing Valentine's Day deal. 100 blooms of love with free glass vase for just $19.99, or upgrade and add chocolates and a teddy bear for just $9.99 more. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the top right corner, and type in Ask Women. That's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone and type in Ask Women. Order today. This deal expires at midnight. Only new Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal Cat Litter guarantees an odor-free home for seven days. My name is Erin. I manage a pet sitting company. I honestly feel like I have the most experience with litter boxes of any person I know. Clump & Seal is totally different. Even after seven days, I did not notice any odor. You're not getting the dust that comes up. There was some sort of sealing magic happening. New Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal Cat Litter. Seven-day odor-free home guaranteed. Look on the package for $3 off. Buy a box. See what you think in seven days because it's legit. They this is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention, because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down, or put it in your cell phone, 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing endless student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Hey guys, welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. We are here um, with Brandy. Uh, Brandy, are you still on the phone? Hello. Hey, Hi. Brandy. Brandy Roderick. Thanks for being on hey, the show. Guys. I like your name. That's yeah. a good name, Brandy Roderick. We have a lot of good names on the show today. Powerful name. Very powerful. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so, like so thank, thank you for coming on the show. So actually, Kristen's going to give a little intro as to who Brandy is, but maybe Brandy wants to explain yeah. who she is. Since you're a male-driven um, audience that's asking for advice, I'm actually uh, starting up a dating service, a new kind of unique dating service um, for men, which is kind of fun because uh, matchmaking is something I've always enjoyed doing and love doing. Like you guys get all the time. You get all these uh, fun and interesting questions from guys, yeah. and who better to hear... Uh, you know, the answer's from then, you know, a woman. And I, I love course. your concept of your show. Absolutely. So you're, you've started or you're going to start a matchmaking business? Yeah. Yeah. That? I'm, I'm very excited about it. Uh, it's myself, Angelica Bridges, and uh, Tracy Bingham. And we are going to personally uh, help people find their match. And we're basing it on 
um, you know, more exact what your interests are and what you really want out of life and, and out of a partner instead of going on like a match.com where it's all about looks and booty calls. Right. So we're re- really helping them look for lifelong partners. Well, that's interesting because we were talking about that before the break. We were talking about what makes a good, we only talked about it briefly, but what makes a good partner. So I would love for you to expand on that a little bit further because you were saying that's not the superficial, which does, mm-hmm. you know, it has to come into play a little bit. Um, but when you're talking about potentially partnering people up and actually being a matchmaker saying you guys would be a good match for life what is it that you're looking for that that says to you good partners well i mean it's the first thing that people tend to i don't know why they overlook it but you really have to look at where they're at in their life do they want somebody that wants kids do they want somebody that has no kids do they um you know want to get married like those kind of things are very very important to find out up front Mm -hmm. before you even go out with a person because why waste your time if you're dating a guy who already has two kids and has no interest in starting a family with you um that is kind of first and foremost uh the question and then it's about you know what kinds of (laughs) what are you looking for in a person what kinds of things do you enjoy um you know, what are you looking for this person as far as do you want them to be able to work? Do you want them not to work? Do you want them to stay at home? Uh, those kinds of things, you know, come up later and when you're starting to date and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't realize you wanted me to stay home and not work. Right. You know, just you know, there's all kinds of little things like that that go way beyond just looks. Well, we talk a lot about expectations on this show and that, like that's mm. what I think online dating is. It's like you're putting out your ideal into the world and saying, okay, who sort of fits into my ideal? deal. But when it comes down to it, you you would be willing to switch that picture for somebody else that comes along. Because I'll say that when I met my husband, um, I would say that he, I would definitely say that he wasn't what I was looking for. At that time, mm-hmm. I was dating only Jewish guys because I'm Jewish and that's mm-hmm. all that I knew. Um, if you were like over 5'8", I'd be like, no way, buddy. I can't even see you. So I wouldn't date you. Um, <laughs> they you know, would wear glasses and they'd be partially balding, not an aggressive hairline like um, our friend Paul over here. And so for me, he, my husband wasn't even in my zone of what I was mm-hmm. looking for. And so he yep. kind of caught me off guard when I did start interacting with him. And it was like a couple of times later that I realized, oh, I, this guy's kind of attractive. I had to ask my friend, is he cute? I can't tell. <laughs> and then and then I asked him out. So for matchmaking, mm-hmm. I, love, I love that these questions are being asked because they're really essential, mm-hmm. important questions for people to think about. Um, but do you find that they can pigeonhole people sometimes? And you may be missing out on fantastic opportunities because somebody that may not fit into that criteria you've listed may potentially be a great partner for you. Absolutely, because I, I kind of was in a simil- similar situation. I was a girl who had high, I don't know about high expectations, but I had these things that had to be met. Right. And one of them was, I don't want to date a guy that has kids. And lo and behold, not only do I date a guy who has a kid, he has three kids. Really? See, that's <laughs> so, interesting. Uh, yeah, and then he ends up being my husband. There so you go. if I didn't, you know, open up, go outside the box, you know, and open up my eyes, then it had those other unrealistic expectations and I wouldn't be married and have two beautiful children right now. So I definitely think people need to think outside the box of what their idealistic mate is. And that's something like for me, I'm going to try to help these people realize 
you know, don't be unrealistic. You don't really have to have, like, a lot of women are the opposite of you. They want somebody over six foot. Well, right. let's not be shallow, you know, and let's try to look at people under six foot, too. You know, right. it might be perfect in every other way, but that one thing. So, Well, what, what got you to open your eyes to guys that have children? Uh, meeting him. Meeting him, okay. So that's yeah. so. But had you met other guys before that had children that you're like, nah, no, thank you. No, it was just kind of my ideal of like I wanted to be the first of everything, first right? To have a child with my husband, the first, you know, mm-hmm. of all those experiences. But right. you know, uh, you take the good with the other, and it ended up being great. And I have great stepchildren, so that's awesome. So what was yeah. it about this guy? So that he, you're like, fine, I'll take it. Give me three kids. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, it, you know, I dated him for a little while, a couple of months, because I was at the time I call auditioning men to be a husband. Really? <laughs> and uh, so what ended up happening was he was the one that stood out as feeling like we came from the same mold. He felt like home. It was comfortable. And uh, so from there, it's just like, and then I got to meet his family and his kids, and it was just, it was home. It felt like home. That's nice. that's what Kristen was saying before too. Well, I don't even know if that was off air, but yeah, I mean, I always look for something that doesn't feel like you have to be anything different than what you are, and it's good. Mm-hmm. But it's good to be challenged. But at the same time, you need to feel like you're home. And I've always said that about my boyfriend. Yeah. When I'm with mm-hmm. him, I just feel like I'm home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it makes it nice. <laughs> Very nice. Tell me more about this auditioning husbands. What does that mean? <laughs> so. At the time when, you know, I was ready to get married, I was hitting, let's see, I was 30, 30, 31. So I was like, okay, I want to get serious now. So there were three top contenders that I thought were good potential husband material. So I dated all three of them at the same time. I said I was going to give each one three months and um, did it. And, And one was kind of a little too stuffy for me. You know, okay. he had the money, but he was a little too stuffy. Um, the other one uh, didn't. He was an actor, so I really didn't want to live end up living that lifestyle. And mm-hmm. then, of course, the third is my husband, who ended up being perfect for me. Okay, so you didn't audition that many guys. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't a cattle call. Yeah, it wasn't a cattle call audition. <laughs> right. It was just no, like it was a were small. The, these were the final three. This was the final episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. How did you meet all of these dif- these three different men? Um, one I met at an event. Uh, a red carpet event. The other one I met through a friend, and then my uh, husband, who actually it turned out that he he saw me on the show I was I was on called The Surreal Life, and he saw me and said, "That's the girl I want to marry." Oh, and wow. at the time, he was helping his friend produce a film, so he called my agent to have him come in and read for the role. And there was instant chemistry, and then after that, he asked me to come on his uh, radio that show. In he had Hollywood. a sports radio show. Very Hollywood, but <laughs> I never knew move. about it. I love it. Just can you just call her agent so and really, see if she wants to date me? You were auditioning to be his wife. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's doing the auditioning but now. I never knew about it until after we were already engaged. The producer's wife had told me about this whole scenario, uh, and he never told me because he didn't want to seem like a stalker. But well, that's actually I funny. Was I flattered. Heard- I heard that's actually how Tom Cruise met um, Katie Holmes. Was that he told her he told his agent that he wanted to 
to meet her. Obviously, that went a different direction than where you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> well, same thing with Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Like, their publicist or something introduced them. Yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Okay. Everybody so, move to L.A. So now get to, a publicist or an agent. To put this in perspective for people who don't live in Hollywood, how would you s- suggest going about to meet the right person without those circumstances? I, You know, I think that a great place to meet somebody is whatever your interest is and whatever it is, whatever it is you really enjoy and like to do, um, go out and try to meet people there. If you're like a stock broker type. I'm not going to say a stalker. Yeah. Like if you're a stalker, just hang outside their house and <laughs> they'll eventually come outside. There's all, yeah, I mean, if you're a big reader, go, I mean, go to the library. I don't know, you know, like well, go to wherever your interests are. If you're a big motocross person and you want to meet somebody that enjoys that go to the motocross races yeah. um go dancing if you like dancing salsa dancing whatever you're kind of your little interest is i think that you need to reach out and go in those types of uh for sure a lot of guys write in and ask me these questions as well like okay i've tried online dating or i've tried bars okay where where else do i go for women like i haven't met anybody and i say those are some places you can meet women, but I He's say like, well, my interest is thing. drinking. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I was like, then go to wine tasting. Anyway, <laughs> that's true. But, yeah. you can, but you can, aside from like, if you like reading, join a book club. There are so many places right now, and there's this thing called Google. I don't know if you guys have heard of it before, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you go onto Google and you type in criteria for things, and then like all these responses pop up that help you find out where other people are doing similar things to you. So Meetup.com is a fantastic place. There's tons of singles events that happen every single day that you can be a part of where there's other people who are like-minded and have similar hobbies mm-hmm. and interests to you. So that it's like you're going somewhere where you're like, oh, okay, I'm not going to this event that has tons of people who are already in relationships, but mm-hmm. I'm going where there's single people who also like the things that I like and enjoy, which gives you commonality, something to talk about. There's a base there. So I think that that's fantastic yeah. advice. Well, no, that's exactly, and it's funny that you bring that up because that's exactly what we're going to do with our dating service is it's also going to be, it's hooking up the like-minded people in their interest and in what they want, going on trips, traveling, having uh, wine tastings, uh, sporting events, uh, horse racing events, all these different things that we're going to pair up uh, these people with, with these events. So that's one of the fun things that we're going to be doing. I love that. And do you know what this, yeah. this is going to be called? Because it, it doesn't exist yet, right? No, it doesn't. We're right now in the middle of, uh, with our attorney trying to get the name that we want. So um, once we get the name that we want, we have everything lined up to get our website started and and get the marketing rolling. So we think probably in the spring we'll be up and running. You can just go on, follow me on my website or Twitter or Instagram, whatever, and eventually, you know, I'll put all the information up there. Perfect. Well, we have this segment that's called Analyze This, and I know you're going to stick around for, but where we have Mm -hmm. men and women write us in questions, and then basically we judge them (laughs) no we analyze the questions and we give answers to their questions as best we can because we all have different perspectives we come from different places uh so we give well rounded answers hopefully so are are you ready to analyze this yeah i am ready (laughs) okay good anybody who does want to write in questions write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com i started going through emails like things we're getting i'm reading questions now that are back from in october we are that horrible that's why we're doing lots of episodes that are just analyze this so here is the first question Okay, I am 47 years old and recently divorced, and it has taught me so much more than I ever thought. I have a question for you. I met a girl 
before during the whole process of my divorce she was recently divorced as well i know she is attracted to me for obvious reasons i did not pursue her until my divorce was final now that it's over I want to move forward on getting to know her better. What are your thoughts on this? I am definitely a leader with women. However, I know women process things like this very quickly, and most of them are apprehensive with recently divorced men. I don't want to rush things. Do you have any thoughts? W. Hmm. So they were both previously in male relationships, and now... Is that basically... Oh, no, they were, bo- they were both going through divorces. And so now his divorce is final. He didn't want to do anything about it while still going through the divorce, but he felt a vibe between the two of them. But the, the interesting thing that I want to point out that he did say was, um, I know women process things like this very quickly, and most of them are apprehensive with recently divorced men. I think that's a really interesting point that he makes because mm-hmm. I, I talk about this a lot with most of the guys that I work with about mind reading and reading minds. And um, I always say to guys, like, oh, it's so fantastic that you can read this woman's mind, that you know that she's going to have an issue. Guys mm-hmm. can't with read you minds. being right. That's what they I'm can't. trying to say. Guys can barely but nobody read. Nobody can right. read minds. Right. Exactly. <laughs> If if you could read a mind, you would have the biggest gift in the entire world. So all of these men, especially in my I would mind, say it's a curse, right? Who tell who tell me about what these women are thinking or are feeling without knowing these women? I'm like, okay, fantastic, you're well, a mind reader. You know what to do. Then you know exactly what she wants. You don't need my help. Here's what jams me up about this email: is that uh, I mean, a leader doesn't send an email. What do you mean? I don't. I mean, no one's no one's like, hey, hey, I need some advice. I'm great with women, but here's my email that I need advice with, like. You don't. I, I think it's a contradiction to be like, I'm a leader with women, but here's the deal. I don't know what to do. He's not saying he's a leader with women. He. Oh wait, he, he did, did say, he did he did say, say he's a leader, leader with, with women. women. So he's. This is a shortcoming he has in this particular situation. Um, maybe it just yeah. means he's like he takes the lead usually, right. and uh, in but this case, it's a time. It's a sensitive matter, so he wants to know if he should go ahead and take the lead or not on this one. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, if you take the lead, then just do it. And if it doesn't happen, then she's not into that kind of uh, Ab- Absolutely. Person, so that's that's why, I, that's why like, that would be my response as well. Like, right. Don't waste your time writing in this question. You know exactly what to do. This is just him protecting himself and wanting to make sure that I can say, oh, no, you're fine. Go for it. She right. won't have any apprehension. The thing is, is that, yes, I'm sure there are going to be women that have some apprehension towards dating a man who's recently divorced. But just like what Brandy said, where before she said, I don't want to date men who have children you may have this vision of how you're going to react in your own mind but when you do interact with this person who may be everything wonderful except he has kids Mm -hmm. you you can be open to adjusting how you Uh envision the perfect scenario happening yeah hey if she's interested she's gonna go out with you whether you're recently divorced or not so you might as well just ask her out (laughs) i I think so too I think so too. So he said, "Do you do okay, so you have any thoughts?" So the thought is, just go for it. Go for it. But so, yeah. so what are what are the thoughts? Like, how should he ask her out? Uh, go slow. Coffee. Um, I think going out and meeting somebody for coffee or an early dinner, something like that, is is totally fine. Well, also, they they can come together on the fact that they both just went through divorces, so they obviously yeah. have something in common. You they go know that. firing range, <laughs> right? Exactly. Get out the steam. steam. Exactly. Right. All right, so. So W, that's what we all think you should do. We think you should go for it. Just ask this girl out uh, and stop using your divorce and her divorce as an excuse because they're just, they're just yeah. He's scared. He's procrastinating. And, yeah, he does. So he's cautious. He doesn't. You know, he wants to protect himself. I totally get that. Most people do. But if you are really a leader, as Paul said, you just go for it. And then if she wants to say no to you, let her reject you instead of you rejecting yourself. All right. Yeah. Next 
question. Um, he, <laughs> do women ever fear they'll fart during sex? Also, I'm what the if you have a person to answer yeah. this question? Yes, yes. And then also, what if you have to fart during sex or making out? What do you do? Um, first of all, okay, I'll answer this question because I am the gassiest human being in the entire universe <laughs> <laughs> dairy or no dairy and i actually never have to fart during sex so i don't think really yeah i think your body no no i do <laughs> i think it just in that i mean you kind yes you might have to but i mean for me if i was going to by now i would have and sometimes i don't want to have sex because i'm gassy and maybe i'm right. only having so sex you've never when farted I'm, during sex no but Neither I'm probably going, you know, no, I'm really going to blow happen. your face off of it. <laughs> yes, exactly. You better watch out. Yeah. That was also, well, okay, so guys being mean to other girls was one reason I never made out with people. But the other reason <laughs> was because I had stomach issues when I was younger. So, like, I would always have to fart. <laughs> so I, I never wanted to make out with anybody. So my st- stomach would always hurt in some way. So now that I eat paleo, it's totally fine. So it's oh. not an issue. But um, but yeah, that was like a huge fear. But so I want to talk about the second part. So what if you have to fart during sex or making out? This is like, we never had a question like this before. So my husband, <laughs> Thank God. Would, he, would, I remember when I first started dating him, he would always be doing laundry whenever I got over to his house. And I just thought he was a really clean person. And then later on, he told me that he would go stand beside the dryer or the washing machine because it was so noisy because he would fart over there because he, he turns out he's the gassiest person in the entire world like i would i remember his, his friend was visiting once and i was like oh yeah jordan never farts and then he was like what are you talking about because they used to live with each other and then i was like oh i wouldn't mind if he farted in front of me and then of course the floodgates open and suddenly he just never yeah, stopped farting fart place. yeah so he, but he would go beside the dryer so sometimes he would like, we'd be making out and he'd be like, I said, don't check on the laundry. Yeah, check on the laundry. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so that was his thing before. So that's an option for you. Just start doing a lot of God, I need to get a washing over. machine in my apartment. I yeah. know. Seriously. So, uh, so yes, I, to the answer, I, there are, there is a fear that you will fart during sex sometimes. Um, and you then have to hold it in. Yeah. yeah. Hold it in. And if you can't, say, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I drank so much water today and keep getting up and going to the bathroom and letting it out. Yeah, <laughs> keep getting yeah. up. <laughs> exactly. Okay, good answer. All right, next question. I met a super hot girl yesterday. <laughs> I went after her with a fair amount of gusto. Made it quite obvious I found her attractive, but it seemed to make her uncomfortable. What might have I... What? What might I have done wrong? What could I have done what, better gusto. next time? What did yes. he do? He went Too after her gusto. with gusto? Yes. Yeah. What is gusto? What is that supposed to mean? That he just like, like, went he, after that her, means he like, yelled at her that she was hot, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Well, you never want to come come on to somebody that strong. Right. No. Every time Agreed. that's ever happened to me, which it's not happened often, but the few times it has, it's really kind of scared me and pushed me back because Marnie's talked about a lot. We need to know, women are trying to assess if you're you worth if who who you are and if it's worth going having it back and forth with and when you just approach someone with so much gusto i feel like we're getting back to the fart question now with the word gusto. <laughs> <laughs> he farted on her um <laughs> uh you immediately put someone off because they haven't 
know they don't know your worth yet. Like they don't know what it is you're yeah. offering to them. So and plus, it's kind of like it reminds me of if somebody's like talking too close to you, and you start like you keep walking back, yeah. and walking back, like you getting closer and closer. And you're like, whoa, dude. Yeah, yeah. No one wants you in your their face right. like that. Yeah. I also find that I guess gusto could describe somebody who's not really paying attention to what's happening on the other end. Correct. So mm, he's not yeah. a yeah. So it's like th- there's a lot of guys who approach and they have a whole routine in place. So when they have a routine, it, they can't connect because they're not actually connecting to another human being. They're not being present, which means they're mm-hmm. one step ahead of the interaction. So if a woman mm-hmm. can't feel that you're present and that you're actually talking to her and you're not one question ahead of her, um, mm-hmm. of her responses, then that that automatically is going to feel creepy for her and she's going to mm-hmm. want to get away from you. Plus, I think the proximity thing is huge too. So uh, um, I, we don't know exactly what you did. If I, you can make a video of yourself, that would be fantastic to see what gusto actually means. But that that was my read on the question as well, that it was just like you came yeah. out too strong and that possibly made her uncomfortable. So the thing to do better next time is to take a step back and really be more present in your interaction. Like it, it's fine to be direct. It's, it's great to be confident in mm-hmm. your approach, but yeah, to actually... Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But to take your time in actually being a part of the interaction. So if yeah. she is giving you a sign that's saying, okay, well, you got to back up a bit and you actually back up, that's going to make her feel more comfortable. But if you totally mm-hmm. ignore it and blow past it, that's going to creep her out completely. Completely. Yeah. Good advice. Okay. Next question. All right. She knows what she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on it, guys. Okay. So... This is a bit of a long one. Okay, I'm a big fan. I work in the evenings, usually alone, so I really enjoy listening to your podcast to keep my mind stimulated as I work through the boring day. Exactly. (laughs) I'm 23. I work 40 hours a week for uh, the San Diego Unified School District, support myself through school part-time, and am an active performing and recording musician in the San Diego area. Beyond that, I feel like I'm a good-looking guy. I'm currently in a committed relationship with a very attractive girl, but I'm struggling with a myriad of thoughts. Good word. Mm. I only know that word because of the movie Heathers. Um, I see beautiful people. (laughs) I wouldn't brag about that. (laughs) Well, that's where I was first introduced to the word. Okay. Yeah, it's not the only reason I know it. I see beautiful people my age at school who I often think upon seeing them that it would be nice to strike up a conversation, but I refrain from it out of respect for my commitment to one, to uh, another, which is fantastic. I'm also struggling with the thought that I'm uh, sort of bored in my current relationship, and I often think, what am I missing out on with someone else? My girlfriend sees herself with me till death to us part. She, 23. She has dreamt of children and a married life together and vocalized it, but... That thought is so not anywhere near the forefront of my mind at this time. Rather, my mind is on my music, most, school, and overall improving the quality of life. Is this merely temptation that I'm always going to struggle with, or is this a perfect mm-hmm. reason to break up? Actually, I think Paul's the best person to answer this question, because that's basically what you described in the first half of the show, was you having situations like this with girls. Well, yeah, I, I mean, a couple things stand out to me about this email. Uh, I mean, you should never... Uh, refrain from having a conversation with someone out of respect to another. That's not a really healthy thing, in my opinion. I mean, if he said refraining from banging every girl he sees, then I'd be like, yeah, okay, then you're then, then you're all right. But you should never hold back from being, uh, you know, yourself. The person you're with should never do anything but empower you to be more yourself. Absolutely. Is the way that I feel. Um, Tempta- oh, first of all, also, uh, second point, not first of all, you're 23. Relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, third point, yeah, that temptation is always going to be there. I mean, I, I even work... Even when you're 80. Yeah, even, I mean, I work in uh, a pretty um, 
kind of a hotbed for single uh, people, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of attractive women that come into where I work. And I mean, I'm not going to lie and say the temptation isn't there, but it, it's just something that's not. Uh, y- you learn how to um, compartmentalize and be like, no, I'm not missing out on anything that they're just having. That person's having their experience, and what they're experiencing hasn't like pales in comparison to mine uh and also when you're 23 you don't have any idea like it's you're very black and white there's no it's either like i'm single and having the time of my life or i'm you know chris rock's joke married and bored single you know single and lonely it's you know it's never that black and white right when you're 23 you don't know that so you think you always think the grass is greener on the other side listen at 33 you think the grass is greener at 40 sometimes no matter what depending what situation that's true but i i do think he's not happy in his current relationship right you know, I think it, he knows that she isn't the one. And I think, again, this is another situation that he may be procrastinating doing what he knows he should do, like right. the first guy, yeah. which is break up. Yeah. You know, and that's hard to do. So you want to do anything not to do that. But I think that's the point that he'll eventually have to come to. I mean, yeah, I if you're so happy, too. you don't wonder if you're happy. Right. I, 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 I completely agree with that. So I, I would say, as it, this is to Anonymous, my advice to Anonymous is to take some time to really think, okay, is this girl... I love to, how he put his name as Anonymous, but told us everything about, about himself, himself so we could totally find I know, out the, who the unified school district. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to find you, Anonymous. Um, but yeah, so I, I would really take some time for you to think. Maybe maybe take like a week and write stuff down. Talk to your friends about this. Talk to people that you trust. Or even just really talk to yourself and figure out, do I feel the same way as this girl if if you are not as certain as she is and most likely she's not as certain as she is either but if you're not as as certain as you you know she thinks she is then then you have to to think about going another direction maybe taking some time apart to explore these other options and see if it's for you and then maybe get back together later on down the road um that would be that would be my advice to anonymous i think that he's 23 years old he needs to pursue his career Absolutely. Become established, do that. And in the meantime, date and have fun, but don't get serious with anyone and just really pursue his career. Yeah. And if you don't pursue your career and and you all of a sudden next thing you know you are 30 you're going to be pretty you're going to have a lot of resentment built up Big because yeah. you didn't absolutely. focus on exactly. you exactly yeah absolutely well that's all the time that we have for okay. the, all these questions but brandy so thank you so much well, for and being sorry on the for show. the poor introduction with all the no. funny like notes because i know i totally know you from celebrity apprentice and like yeah. all that kind of stuff so sorry well, about that yeah sorry we <laughs> I, have a whole cha- I have a whole chapter on my book about dating so if anybody wants to read it it's called Bounce, Don't Break, Brandy's Guide to Life, Love, and Success. And it. you can get it at brandyroderick.com or any, you know, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, whatever. Amazon, yeah. Yeah, oh, and if you do get it on Amazon, go through winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon, and that will help us keep this show on the air. And, and I love the name great. of that book. I love yeah, the title. Name. Me too. But Brandy, how can they get in touch with you on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, Twitter is Brandy N. Roderick. My middle initial, Nicole, Brandy and Roderick, and Instagram is just Brandy Roderick. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being Great. on the show and being being available so last minute. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun hanging oh. with you girls. I'm glad. Oh, well, next time we have to have hey, you thanks. in studio, <laughs> not on yeah. the phone, because we definitely want to yeah. hang out with you. Um, but thank you again. And anybody who is listening, or anybody who was listening, anybody who is listening to the show, if you want to ask questions, make sure you have a really interesting subject line, because that is going to get your question answered faster. Um, but write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. You can definitely... Um, 
follow us on Twitter as well at Ask Women Podcast. And make sure that if you do go to Amazon and you do want to buy anything, toilet paper, cleaning products, whatever, Brandy's book, please use our Amazon page, which is winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. And that helps to support the show and keep us on air. And we will see you next week. Paul, thank you so much for, for being on me. with us <laughs> and being me. so open and honest P-P. with us. Yes, PP. I'm sure you'll be back with us. All right. See you guys next week. 